Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast. My name is Alice Bell and I'm joined this week not only by Colm Ahern. Hi. But also by Dean Abdu. Hello. Newbie How in the house. Very new. Dean is uh, the new hire for our sister sites at Rosero Network. And today is his first day, his very first day on the job. How are you, Dean? I'm all right. Not too bad. I mean, we it was a bit tense early in the morning because of the whole coffee and tea thing, but I think we're going to be okay. You're going to have to elaborate, Dean. What is this coffee and tea <laughs> thing you speak of? Oh, all right. Well, I mean, apparently it's unnatural in the office for there not to be a tea lover. And I'm not a tea lover. I love my coffee. And I think I'm the only one that loves coffee. Well, uh, look, I, I, I dabble. I dabble, <laughs> I, I dabble in the coffees. But, but how do you take your coffee, Dean? <laughs> Okay, so my coffee, it's a, it's a pretty standard uh, recipe. No, it's not. It's a pretty standard recipe. I take two teaspoons of sugar, one teaspoon of coffee, and then it's about 50-50 with the boiling water and milk. Mm. Standard. So, so what, like, is it not freezing <laughs> cold? Yeah, tepid it's, coffee. It's a very nice warm cup of coffee. It's not boiling hot. It's not freezing cold. But do you, you surely have to drink it <laughs> That's like, like incredibly the kind fast. Of like... No? no? Like, because... Like, it's going to be, like, halfway through, it is going to be freezing. These are the fucking issues that we have to get to the bottom of here now. This is like, it's like the kind of pretend coffee that parents give their kids when they're, like, 12. <laughs> it's like pretend, a little... Pretend coffee. It's like, like a little Yeah, you're treat. one of the adults, too. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's a fantastic little cup of t- coffee, rather, not tea. And you know what? <laughs> I'm going to be drinking it a lot in the office, so you're going to have to get custom to it. My okay. Drink. Oh, okay. oh okay. On, I'm, I'm bringing a fire. <laughs> and why do you hate tea? I just don't like tea. It ain't my cu- cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, without further ado, uh, thank you, Steen, for joining us this week. But we are going to talk about the news in games this week. First of all, of course, the biggest news that we kind of missed out on last week uh, is the Far Cry 5 reveal. Mm. Uh, so first it was the key art which was kind of a family uh, it's probably going to be what I imagine will be the cover art Yeah, uh, a family kind of posed in a, a Last Supper esque way on a, at a table, there's a kind of a preacher in the middle, there are a lot of guns there is one pie and an uncooked steak on the table but then mm. there, you, there yep. are some, uh, some uh, there is Anne Woman Anne Woman mm-hmm. uh, That'll be, you know, I, I don't know. She, I, I guess, guess four beards. I guess four or five, or like a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah, so aggressive looking dudes with like machine guns and stuff and the church in the background and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and then uh, later on in the week on Friday, I believe, Friday. Thursday, Thursday Friday. or Friday, uh, they released the trailer and uh, some character vignettes and those are details about it. Um, so it's we knew it's going to be set in Montana. We now know that you can completely customize your player character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so race, gender, kind of what they look like, uh, just all of that shit. Uh, you will be playing a new deputy to the to Hope County who is sent to arrest the leader of this kind of doomsday Christian cult, uh, which is called the Project at Eden's Gate. And, you know, things go awry. You accelerate their kind of hostile takeover mission. So they take over Hope County and then you get involved in a kind of resistance with some of the other uh, citizens of Hope County. So, uh, yeah. I mean, you can play co-op as well. That's the other thing. You can play the whole campaign in co-op. Two-player co-op. Only online. It has come out since that you can't play. Oh, yeah, it's not. So no yeah. split screen. No, no split no screen. Split screen well, nothing like that. What is even the point? Yeah, all, all online. Um, yeah, so, well, we, we spoke about it briefly last week when the teaser, the four teasers came out saying that, that it was set in Hope County. Yeah. But yeah, since then, obviously got a lot more. And, I mean, I I don't know if they're going to go for it, but I, I sincerely hope they do. Because they have, like, the material they have to play with here could be so much fun this kind of like oh what's your man's name i was trying to i'm sure i i'm sure i struggled with it last week as well david um cult leader what's his name david what's his name getter no not <laughs> david Get- uh, i don't know but uh that guy like because that, that's what this cult leader kind of embodies i think that kind of suave good-looking guy charismatic who's charismatic 
and just your your I suppose your typical psychopath that can uh, has kind of come into Hope County because that's what in the character vignettes you see um, you see the bartender of the local pub which is called the Spread Eagle yeah nice yeah, yeah. Uh, um, there's the there's this is he a, there's a fa- is he a single father he's or? an expectant father so his someone is pregnant with his child and he has he flies planes yeah so he's got like a biplane thing you see like a local pastor as well and they're all kind of speaking how speaking of how this group uh, the project Eden Gate isn't it uh, how they kind of came in and took over Hope County basically and I just I think there's so much fun to be had here with like. And by fun, I mean, like, a really harrowing, gritty, awful fucking storyline. Yeah. That I, I just, I, I hope they go with. I really, really do. It feels like they sort of, like, looked at Charles Manson and thought, how can we turn this into a video game with the suave of Charles Manson just <laughs> winning people over into this new cult? And I feel like this cult whole thing is a popular topic this year because you had Outlast 2 with the whole mm-hmm. cult leader thing and it's Doomsday... Christian Church and now Far Cry 5 going down this route. I'm really excited to see how it turns out and more gameplay footage comes to see everything play out as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other thing, it, like, I really hope it does go for it as well. But on the other hand, like, and I am a, an Ubisoft mark. Like, I am a fan of Ubisoft. Game. Everyone's like, oh, it's another Ubisoft game. And I'm like, oh, another Ubisoft <laughs> game. So... Having said that, it's also been pointed out that Ubisoft uh, recently has not had the best kind of uh, form in exploring kind of difficult topics like that with uh, the Tom Clancy Ghost, Ghost Recon, Recon yeah, yeah. Wildlands. Because, yeah, uh, when, cause I they ta- actually, when I turned like, that on, the, f- the opening two and a half minutes is like, fuck yes, let's do this. And then, it, uh, yeah, not great. Uh, Don't deal with it well. And they actually, like, they got an actual official complaint lodged at their embassy from uh, Bolivia, basically, for just reducing an entire country to just a, a narco state. Mm. Are you saying that Donald Trump will be on the blower to Ubisoft saying, what are you doing to my country? Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, I'm ready to see that Twitter battle happen. Yeah. Just next thing you know, it's going to happen in a few days. Early at like three o'clock in the morning, is it that when he's the yeah, most yeah. active? Mm, yeah, yeah. Trump's tweeting Quite out Ubisoft. Quite active at three o'clock in the morning, yeah. <laughs> French company spreading fake news. Mm. Sad. <laughs> but I, I, I uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the whole being able to create your own protagonist. I'm intrigued by that. I mean, because yeah. when, like we were speaking uh, before it all kind of came out around the Friday, uh, how like uh, w- w- like is is it going to be a, a black protagonist here, kind of taking on this religious cult, who kind of have uh, they definitely feel a bit white supremacist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, I suppose it can be like yeah, now that you can kind of create whatever protagonist you want, it's, you know, it can be any race, color, or creed. But I do uh, like. Uh, is, is is the is there going to be like one male voice and one one female voice? Is it is it going to be a voice protagonist? Because normally the Far Cry protagonists do have a personality, like with AJ in four, uh, Brody in three, Primal was just a caveman, so just <laughs> like yeah, yeah. It will be interesting to see if they they change how NPCs react to you or any of the dialogue. Uh, you know, depending on the choices you make, character creation, because it's like you can be male or female as well so yeah i mean practically speaking it's probably because it's you can play it in co-op as well but uh yeah yeah but it'll be interesting to see if they actually use that in the actual game the gameplay itself Mm -hmm. uh but i think like it's the most interested i've been in a far cry game for quite some time i think like it looks like they're doing something Slight, like you know, they're heading in a slightly different direction, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you well, know, like, still with the guns and explosions. Still, still with the guns, with the explosions, and the the psychopathic villain. And that's where I think I spoke about it last week as well. Where they fell down with four was that Pagan Min was a good, was in theory a good villain, but he was just not in it enough, and he only spoke to you over the radio. And any time he was on screen, which was basically the start and the end, he was captivating. And again, that charismatic kind of asshole. 
which I hope that we kind of see more of this guy and that his kind of his cronies are are up to a standard as well that they weren't in say four. Yeah, uh, it's out February next year, end of February next year, twenty mm-hmm. seventh. Uh, so I was right. I thought it was. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, I was like, nah, next year, mate. And then I second guessed myself. Uh, but yeah, unless it gets delayed, <laughs> it'll be out uh, f- this fiscal year, but next calendar year. Mm. So, Have you any history with Far Cry, Dean? I have played Far Cry 2. I remember that thoroughly. The online, or multiplayer rather, was quite fun. Never picked up Far Cry 3 or 4. Was a, it was just not really my thing, I guess. But seeing Far Cry 5, the trailer when I watched that, I was really captivated by the kind of direction they're taking that. Mm-hmm. It feels it feels the same with like having a psychopathic uh, villain, as you said, but uh, doing it over in America seems like a re- very interesting choice that I, I, I can't wait to see explored even further. So I think this is going to be the one Far Cry that I finally pick up again. Well, it, it, the map editor is in it as well this time, which wasn't, in, which wasn't in Primal. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. I thought the trailer was ter- it was just so slick, yeah, and so kind of movie quality, yeah. Do you know, uh, so I, I, as was those uh, or as were those the vignettes that you spoke about, Alice, the kind of character vignettes. Nintendo. So a while ago, uh, Universal Studios, the as in the theme parks. And Nintendo did a little kind of teasery video saying they were working on basically a, a you know a Nintendo addition to the Universal theme parks. So that's uh, Universal Studios Japan, Universal Studios Hollywood, Hollywood and, and Orlando. Orlando, which is Universal or Orlando is kind of the one that everyone goes to on holiday, right? Um, and now it's kind of emerged that they that there's been a patent filed for Super Nintendo World. Mm. Uh, which we are assuming is going to be what the segment of uh, Universal Studios is going to be called, like the theme park segment. You're going to walk into Super Nintendo. like, uh, <laughs> And they've also, part of that is, uh, they've mentioned go like karting with a K. So this <laughs> this suggests you know, like real karting life. Karting with a K? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so this is just like, Real life Mario Kart, right? Well, I mean, it depends. Can you get pick 'em ups and actually well, throw see, shells at see, other players? Like, real life Mario Kart is go karting. That's what real life Mario Kart is. So, Shut up, Colin. Like, <laughs> I don't, there's hardly going to be speed boost uh, things on the track because I someone mean, will die. But, <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, that's the. It's cool. Like this, as you say, this first came out last November time ish. So this is kind of just putting a name to it. And also because it was a patent filed in America and the American parks were kind of, whilst they were referenced in that initial video back in November, we've known that the Nintendo, well, no, Super Nintendo were, I suppose, part of Universal Studios in Japan was going to be done by 2020. Like this now, I suppose, I don't know. It exce- or well, to the public perception anyway, it might accelerate the Nintendo world within the American parks, I suppose. What other Nintendo rides would you like to see in a Super Nintendo world theme I, park? I've got one. I just had this brainstorm <laughs> right now. I'm trying to come up with all their rides. But I think they should do like a total wipeout sort of thing. But for uh, Mario, so it's like a, a flat 2D platformer, you got... People above, people down below. Okay. And you have to race one another to try and get to the end. Okay. Uh, and a- you can, you got the, uh, you know, little boxes to hit as well to get some kind of, I don't know, boosts within the <laughs> game or the wipeout like somehow. Super, Super Mario Run ish uh-huh. sort of mixed with Doritos Crash Course. Exactly. One of, one of the best Xbox <laughs> games there ever oh has God. been. Uh, Second one not as good. First one. Fucking best free game you will ever download. I am going to say yes to that. That's very true. It's that and one versus a hundred, but we'll get to that yeah, next yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's what they should do for like a Mario-esque ride. And then I had another idea going back to the karting thing. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out how they can do like boosts and weapons fruit. and just, you know, throwing through fruit. That could be one Throw thing. an actual turtle. But... You know, laser quest, you get, you know, your little laser guns that oh, you can yeah. aim at other people. Okay, that, 
attached to the go-karts and then you got to try and aim it at the other go-karts oh, that can yeah, do that's certain things. Cool. You know what? Super Nintendo World, can you just hire me to come up with all your rides? I think I'm ready. <laughs> Paycheck, just oh, sign it away. Hell, mate. You've only been here five minutes. So, <laughs> I'm just, you know, you've got to get myself out oh, there. Yeah, I was have to look up for number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they could do, really easily do, um, uh, a fucking roller coaster, like through a Bowser Castle type thing. Like, oh, there's flames. That kind of thing. It'd be great. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what? what do you mean? What? No, I, I, well, I thought you were kind of, because, like, Mario Kart, like, with the karting, you're taking Mario Kart. Like, I thought it was, like, basically take the premise of another game and, like, have a real-life version of that. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, well, they'll definitely fucking have Splatoon, won't they? I mean, Splatoon I is a good oh, yeah. They're 100% going to have yeah. that. 100%. Like, Yeah. Im- yeah, immediately. That would that would be really cheap to do as well. <laughs> Just throw a bunch of kids in a room with, with like with like a water war pistol, yeah, like, <laughs> paints or something like that. There you go. Just How about it? Wash them away. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Would you have interest in a Super Nintendo world? Yeah, definitely. I like. I want to go to Universal because I don't really. I don't like roller coasters, but I do like fucking things. I like coming to life. Like I'd love to meet Spider Man. It would be great. <laughs> like. Oh yeah, because they'd have they'd have all the actors. Well, they'd have like a Princess Daisy, yeah, and mm-hmm. a Princess Peach, mm-hmm. and, and toads like, walking all around. Yeah, that'd be great. And then you could jump on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kill, <laughs> kill the small child who's dressed as a Goomba. Hundred so, percent. Sounds like fantastic fun, mate. Uh, Final Fantasy Seven. We'll briefly do this. Uh, so, Squeenix, Square Enix recently. Uh, put up some job listings on their Japanese site for, and they they were kind of quite, I guess, kind of urgently hiring for uh, some people to work on Final Fantasy VII, the Final Fantasy VII remake, which is episodic and coming at some point. Uh, so they were hiring for uh, a battle planner, a level planner, uh, and then a VFX and background designer as well, which are not late stage parts. Of uh, of a game's production, like so, it's not close to being finished, but it is definitely being worked on. And then yesterday on a live stream, uh, I believe it was one of the producers uh, mentioned that they are now bringing it in house. So before it was being, uh, they were sort of like Square were being helped out by a developer called CyberConnect Two. CyberConnect Two no longer involved; it's all being done in house, which kind of also chimes with the. Because obviously Square let go um, IO. IO and they talked about focusing on other projects and stuff in-house. So that all kind of makes sense together, I guess. Mm, yeah. Um, like CyberConnect have, like they're most well known for, I think it's the Naruto games and the Dot .hack games. Um, so like Final Fantasy, I suppose maybe a bit of a departure. Um, like... I mean, yeah, this this does kind of fall in line with, as you say, the, them trying to seriously control their output, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, it's apparently planning on this and uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 apparently coming sometime in the next three years. Uh, but Final Fantasy VII is coming in episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've previously sort of said that like it'll come to you know this the first episode will come to current gen, and then whenever the other episodes come out, like they'll come to whatever gen those Excellent. are. Uh, because that always works. The yeah. staggered releasing. Like what's that game on PC that I love? But it's been like it's been released over the course of three or four years. Shit, it's made by Cardboard Computer. Kentucky Route Zero. Excellent game. I think it's on episode three or four now after three or four years and it like there does come a time where you just kind of get a little bit sick of it yeah and you kind of need it to uh accelerate that um that release schedule have you any interest in final fantasy dean uh uh, no no (laughs) i'm just gonna i'm gonna rip the band-aid off straight off i've i've seen final fantasy i've been keeping up with the stories about it i remember the uh final fantasy 7 news and it coming out episodically and i never quite understood yeah that decision i was like it's a very strange one in my eyes to release it episodically but i mean i guess that's what the games industry is into at the moment with telltale games doing the their all their games episodically and it was going super well for them and then hitman 
didn't go as super well. <laughs> no, mm, yeah, yeah. No, but... Um, like, I th- if I remember correctly, I think Final Fantasy VII was on four discs, I think. And I say think because I don't like Final Fantasy VII, but a lot of my <laughs> friends at the time did. I think it was on four discs. Um, but yeah. I'm interested because I didn't like it. I have no interest in Final Fantasy VII. I think it's well overhyped. However, I liked 15, which is the least kind of Final Fantasy of the Final Fantasies, <laughs> apart from 10 2, where you change dresses and get different powers, which is amazing. Um, but I, if they change it to have kind of the real time combat and some of the other changes that I liked in 15, then I will probably be interested in this, like, have a go at this one. Because mm. maybe, you know, the story isn't shit. And it's just that I didn't like the mechanics. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun at land finally this week. Uh, so what is allegedly a list of games that have been banned in Uzbekistan has surfaced online, uh, including like so part of the list says Left 4 Dead 1, 2, 3. Wait a minute. <laughs> so everyone was like, oh, my God. Left 4 Dead 3? Left 4 Dead 3. Uh, but then the list also says Until Down. One of my favourite games from uh, uh, last year or whenever it was. Loved Until Down. down. Uh, and uh, I believe Kian and Lynch. Mm-hmm. Two Dog Days. Uh, and uh, hang on, let me just check these notes here. Uh, yes, uh, 3D Sex Villa 2. But not the original 3D Sex Villa. I'm intrigued to hear if you, like, if you can enlighten me at all how the original or how the sequel differs from the original was the original f- just like just it was a sleeper hit it was underground kind oh, of indie, yeah and then the second one was just like do you know what we are called 3D Sex Villa for a reason <laughs> let's just go for it I mean I did look it up and it is just a like it's a browser it's a porn game that has microtransactions within it so you can Fuck it's v- it's well explicit uh, but you can only do sex with a lady in it if right. you like w- using the currency sex coins. But you can earn sex coins. How do you uh, earn if you sex don't want to pay them? Uh, so you earn them by doing things like giving your partner an orgasm Lovely. in the game. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of all I can remember. I'm sure okay. there's something else as well. Because I I was saying end because wasn't it giving your partner an orgasm? And sharing something on social oh, media. Oh, yeah, and sharing, like, posts on social media. So, so it'll be like, you just, you know... Like, like I mean... You yeah. just had an orgy, Shay, on Facebook, like, I guess. <laughs> uh, that's, that's delightful. Um, I... Is, when is this coming to consoles? I, don't know. I mean, we could do a Let's Play of it, but the entire screen would be blurred out. I mean, mm, I, it would be very funny because you can customize your character. Mm, like, yeah. you can give them tattoos and, like, hairstyles and stuff. <laughs> so was the first one particularly popular in Uzbekistan? I don't, I don't Because, know. like, I'm imagining now... Why would now, you ban the second one? Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just ruining our kids. I'm thinking, like, there's these underground fight clubs that happen, but instead of, like, a fight club, it's just people playing... 3D sex villa. Mm. Yeah, and it's just, like... Oh, it's, well, okay. This is a strange one. All right, cool. They they look quite nice. The <laughs> graphics looked uh, looked alright for a browser game. Yeah, oh, Sims like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Quite explicit, as you say, Alice. Oh, extremely. Like we both loaded up the website and had the same reaction because I scrolled down and went, oh, and, yeah, because just, just, just when you get, just when you, went, oh! <laughs> when you get a little bit down the page, you see see something that's not necessarily suitable for children, Dean. So you okay. kind of. Got to close that browser uh-huh. and clear that history. <laughs> Let's move on to what we have been playing rather than what we haven't or wish we could. Um, we, I mean, I know you guys have been hammering Injustice 2 over the weekend, right? Over the long weekend. Yeah, boy. How you been getting on with it? I've I'm currently ranking up. I've got the Flash at like a good level. I think he's level 12 now. I'm going, going for Supergirl. Want to get her up, Supergirl. Is my girl I love her to bits, and I think she'll get there. Supergirl is the most popular player uh, character online, apparently. There we go. She fucking hams the shit. She's out of ace, especially when you know that I can't remember the button combination—the one where she flies off one end of the screen, appears on the other. Fucking wellies, yeah. That's it. That's the best move. You sorted after that. Colin Mahan, how did you find it? See, the thing about Injustice Two and the original Injustice and Mortal Kombat, and basically the slate of Nether Realm fighting games. Uh, 
and why I gravitate towards them more so than other fighting games is because I'm not really a fighting game fan, right? They're okay, they're just not necessarily for me. But I like them because they give me a story. And they, like, because whilst you were hammering away at uh, the online and stuff, Dean, I didn't bother with that at all. I just went, I, I, over the weekend, just went hell for leather on the single player and just thoroughly enjoyed it. Because it tells this kind of, all right, yeah, it's a silly superhero movie type of thing where characters will say outlandish things and quite kind of, you know, cringeworthy kind of lines and stuff like that. How dare you? <laughs> um, like, I think you put in your review, Alice, about Aquaman saying, stick a fork in you, you're done. You that's, know what? We mean, that's amazing. Things like that. But that's the thing. You have to obviously tailor your mind for that. It is very enjoyable, very cheesy. Um, and, yeah, it, it just, it like, the fluidness of how it goes from fight to, um, to kind of cutscene. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fucking so slick and so just instant uh, and it's just really enjoyable for for that fact because like each chapter you get to kind of it's almost like teaching you i suppose like teaching the the player who will more often than not going to be going online with their character kind of giving you over the course of whatever it is 12 or 13 chapters allowing you to try out yeah 12 or 13 different characters or give or take you know and kind of just kind of test them out like you know because they all obviously play well maybe not all of them but like a a decent chunk of them will play quite differently like Harley Quinn will play different to to Batman who will play differently to Green Arrow or that kind of thing so yeah it's because of kind of that reason that I really enjoy the Netherrealm fighting games are you a fan of fighting games generally Dean? Across the board I generally don't like fighting games like Tekken or Soul Calibur I was never into those games uh, Mortal Camp Combat, I enjoyed kind of with the fatalities. I thought, okay, these fatalities are mm. goddamn incredible. I lo- love every moment of them. Um, but then Injustice came out. I was like, okay, this, like, hearing it was from the same developers for Mortal Kombat, I was like, okay, this is an interesting thing because uh, I'm a huge comic nerd and I like, love the DC universe. So, so Injustice got me interested, picked it up, absolutely loved it for the story. I thought, like, this is one of the greatest alternate universe DC stories that came out because like it was a completely original one and then they released comics around it which I was like okay great because it's fantastic uh, never really played the online in- with Injustice 1 except with a friend like every now and then would go into it but Injustice 2 I'm really into the online thing because of this whole customization <laughs> mechanic I love that I can just make the flash look like my own interpretation of the flash like with all these new bits of armors and pieces that come out sucks that the the special abilities for them only works in the multiverse but at the same time the little multiverse thing is really fun to do but i think that's more because again i'm a comic nerd and i love the dc multiverse fucking yeah different colored planets and like exactly all these like uh, alternate stories what does your flash look like my flash he's like pretty armored up he's got the full face helmet so you can't see his face at all um, doesn't make sense when he does those like mini cutscenes where he runs off comes back with a drink, a hot drink. Dog. yeah yeah because like he somehow can do it even though his face is still covered so it, bo- <laughs> it just it, you know it bothers me but it's alright I'll let them off he looks badass <laughs> noise uh, rhyme as well which we are now allowed to talk more about because when we recorded the last podcast we could not uh, Colin <laughs> Mahan you reviewed rhyme Yes, I did. I did. Um, rhyme is good. I I quite liked it. It's I I said in my review on videogamer.com that it's it tries to be maybe kind of deeper and kind of punch for that meaningful message that so many other games of its ilk kind of go for the kind of the pretty abstract independent video game, uh, but rhyme. Uh, it kind of misses it by quite a lot. Um, but at the same time, if you enjoy it for what it is, like the presentation uh, and music and kind of everything together, it's just quite lovely. And it kind of creates these very nice kind of cin- um, cinematic moments where, because you're this small boy uh, that's been kind of washed up in this island, don't know what's going on, uh, but you must as is the case normally in these games, push blocks around that open doors and stuff like that. Um, but 
it's when you can kind of see the boy running across this bridge that you see the scope of the entire island and how small you are and the challenge that you have kind of facing you. And it's just quite it's quite well done the way it does that. And as I say, like the music for me is fucking outstanding. Like I can't remember what I was talking about earlier, but I think it was Far Cry and having like a movie um level kind of trailer. Like the score of Rhyme is exceptional. So, so very good. Uh and like that only pushes the visuals kind of further because it has this like we've seen it before, it has kind of a witness kind of minimalist type of style. Um, but the music kind of pushes it that much further, basically. Like, I know you played a little bit of Last Friday, Alice. Yes. For, for whatever it was, an hour and a half. Yes. I did, did it take you? I liked it. I did kind of feel like I was ripping through the puzzles quite fast. You're going through it outstandingly <laughs> quickly. <laughs> because I've, like, I don't know whether... There are some puzzles that my brain is just kind of geared towards, but it's like they all kind of made sense to me really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would maybe have liked it if, if either I was stupider or the puzzles were there were a little <laughs> bit more to them. Uh, because yeah, that is that's one of the mm. w- one of the bigger flaws in it is that like once you see Rhyme's trick, I think at first I think most people have the reaction of like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. But then it just repeats that over and over and over again. Uh, and it very rarely changes. It might deviate slightly, but the core kind of stays the same. I did like the way that they play with kind of perspective and yeah. uh, shadows and things like that. I thought that was a really nice mechanic. But uh, I would have hoped that they'd explore it more past what I played or did different stuff with it. But then you do, I mean, it, it may just be that it just it really kind of clicked in my head because you just get that, like different puzzles and types of puzzles will make sense better or more or less to different people. Mm-hmm. Like like with The Witness, there were some that I, I, was, I could just, I, like, could just figure them out from looking at them. And then some that I just couldn't, they were just a fucking mystery to me. No matter yeah. how often and how many different people I got to explain them to me. I just couldn't fit like the Tetris puzzles kind right, of in yeah, the witness. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking an enigma to me. But like the the thing like Tetris or Tetris, uh, the witness is like, yeah, all right, as you say, some things are going to make more sense to you. But the witness, a lot of people were drawing diagrams and, you know, taking pictures with their phone and kind of spinning the picture around and kind of really trying to kind of wrap their heads around it. And they... The puzzles, the solutions were very satisfying for people because they were difficult. Rhyme, Rhyme doesn't really do that, but then Rhyme is kind of, Rhyme wants you to enjoy this world that it's, that you're inhabiting as this small child. Uh, like, it's not really trying to bust your brain all that much. Uh, like, some danger or some peril would be welcome. Like, in the second chapter, which is the best chapter, there is some danger because you have uh, this kind of big, massive uh, kind of bird pterodactyl type of thing where once you're in the open, it can kind of it can catch you, it can kill you. And it does punish you a little bit by pushing you back, uh, pushing your progress back. Uh, not loads, but yeah, a small bit. Whereas any other time, if you fall from a, a great height, if you, I don't know, if you do anything that can kill you, like... It's I don't the punishment is is very very minimal, very minimal. Um, but yeah, have you haven't played Rhyme yet? Do you know? I haven't played Rhyme. I've seen interview uh, reviews come out, rather than not interviews. Uh, with it's, it seems like it's a little bit mixed. I've seen people mm. absolutely love it, others not quite get it. I'm a sucker for puzzle games. Not that I'm good at them. I just enjoy playing them. Um, so it seems like it'll definitely be something down my alley that I'll probably mm. try out soon. Um, but from the sounds of it, it sounds like it's a really lovely game to witness. And then the soundtrack, I'm a sucker for soundtracks as well. Like, that's the one thing I love in video games. If you've got a good soundtrack, then I'm hooked. I'm in. That's it. Don't care about the rest of it. It can play like <laughs> crap. But if it's got a good soundtrack, you've got my, you've got my thumbs up. So uh, I'm going to definitely pick it up. I also want to mention uh, Magikarp Jump, which is a mobile game, which I've been playing this week. And it's amazing. And in it, you just have Magikarp and you train them to be really good at jumping. 
And okay, it. okay, you're gonna have to break this down for me a little further. Magic, that's, magic, is it called Magic Art Jump? I saw that yeah. this was announced was it a week or two ago. How much further do you want me to break it down? I mean, just loads. <laughs> to, 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 like, like, but that's it. That you train magic art to be good at jumping. <laughs> like, how and why? So. Uh, why? Because so this you, is on phones first of all. Yeah, so it's uh, the basic. So you know, Pokemon Go. I am aware. Yeah, was really successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now the Pokemon yeah. company is like, let's tap into that sweet vein, mm-hmm. uh, and they've brought out another Pokemon game. So why did they choose Magikarp of all things? Choose Pikachu. Mm, he's the known but one. But Magikarp is really sweet. So Magikarp <laughs> is like a shit. Po- Magikarp is like the Hufflepuff of Pokemon. It's not really good at anything, but it tries really hard, and it's like a loyal friend. It's just kind of a shit fish, uh, but it does evolve into a beast called Gyarados. Uh, but like Magikarp Jump, the point is that you live, you move to a town uh, where they just really love Magikarp and think they're great because they try really hard, even though they're like they seem like they're weak and stuff, and they can just. You know, they're, they're lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mayor of the town wants you to train um, your Magikarp to be good at jumping and inspire all the other Magikarp in the town. So what you, do, you basically become a Magikarp breeder, like a trainer. And with each successive uh, like generation of Magikarp that you catch and you train, they get better at jumping and then you win jumping leagues. And that's kind of the whole game. <laughs> Okay, so how? Mm. So you, mm. you you train them to like jump better? Is yes, that so higher they, or higher, faster they, or higher. They get jumping power, and you win uh, competitions against other Magikarp trainers by your Magikarp jumping higher. So do you? Mm. <laughs> so right. What about okay? Does it explore the roots of when there isn't a good Magikarp that can jump? Like, he can't do it at all? What happens there? No. Oh, I can't. You just, well, they can't to start with, but you train them up by, like, right. making making them, you know, jump at a punch bag or try and knock a tree over or jump onto a jumping counter uh, to get better at jumping. Okay. And what do you mean they, a jumping counter? Well, it's just a counter suspended in the air and the Magikarp jumps up and hits it. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> that is kind it, of thing. Is it fun? <laughs> Yes, well, it's it's just adorable. It's lovely. Everyone loves Magikarp. Magikarp deserves this, man. <laughs> you know, so I mean, it is. It's basically like it's a repeated core gameplay loop of just like because you you can't advance through a league until you beat the final person in it. So the one I'm on at the moment has like I think uh, maybe twelve battles you have to do. But if your Magikarp, your current Magikarp, can't get through to the end, you have to get a new Magikarp and it resets and you have to do the whole league again. So it's it kind of sucks you in. Do you like you... do you like clickers? Yes. <laughs> right. <Okay. laughs> you were almost a jill sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you kindly listen? Let's go bowling. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who. Am I? I give five clues to the identity of a video game character, and you, Alice Bell, and you, Dean Abdu, must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop, and then give me said answer. Clue number one. Well, first of all, before clue number one, Dean, are you aware of the rules? Is everything clear? I'm pretty sure I'm aware of the rules. You give these clues and shout stop when I know who it is. Exactly. Well done, Dean. Take a sweet from the jar. Clue number one. My first appearance in a video game came in 2012 or 2012, whichever you like yourself. I thought you were going to say a second year and it was going to be some weird, like, different release regions. Then, Alice but... Bell, you have sacrificed your first guess because of being <laughs> smart. <laughs> I'm joking, Cam. Clue number two. However, it wasn't until my second game the following year that I became a protagonist. Oh, that's got your attention, hasn't it? Clue number three. I've grown up throughout my three games. Stop. Alice Bell. Clementine. Yes, Alice (laughs) Bell. Well done. Dang. (laughs) Congratulations. Um, (sighs) Yeah, to go through the clues, of course, my first appearance in a video game came in 2012. Of course, The Walking Dead. Or the official title, which was what? Telltale Presents... 
The Walking Dead, Telltale the official Games, series or the something Walking like Dead, that. Yeah. The official series of the TV show by Telltale <laughs> Games. Uh, clue number two, however, it wasn't until my second game the following year that I became protagonist. Of course, yes, yeah, season two. Uh, clue number three, I've grown up throughout my three games. Uh, which yes, she has. She's she's apparently she's gone from eight to thirteen. Yeah, I think, think so. Yeah. Uh, clue number four. Uh, my first game was released to massive critical acclaim, but with every subsequent release, that acclaim has dwindled. It has. Uh, clue number five. In many ways, my developer revitalized and revolutionized the adventure game genre with this video game adaptation. Of course, yeah, The Walking Dead. And you only mentioned Telltale earlier. I know. Well, I'm so disappointed in myself. You know what? All right. I'm, I'm bringing my A game now. That's it. I was oh, like, shit. has <laughs> Dean been looking at my notes? So he's going to throw, throw a Telltale out there. But uh, yeah, you can have another go another time, Dean. Maybe you, may, you might be able to redeem yourself. I'm, Don't worry. I'm going to. Okay, I'm remembering this. So I got, it, was, it was when you said so the, the sequel came out uh, like a year, year later. And I was like, what has a what short enough turn around? <laughs> Well done, Alice. Thank you. Can I still keep the sweet that I won? You can, of course. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to move on to answer some of your questions now. So every week from at videogamer.com, which is our Twitter handle, we ask for questions for the podcast, which we then answer, which we're going to do right now. Uh, What have we got here? Uh, Okay, okay. Uh, What's the daftest name in a video game that wasn't player picked by at Enchanting Duck? I think, right... Uh, Star Killer from the those Star Wars um, games a few years ago. Force Unleashed. Yes, those were great games. I'm not saying that they're yeah. not, that they're bad games. They're good games. But Star Killer is <laughs> such a terrible name, and it's uh, like that was a placeholder name for the character as well. That they they were waiting for like George Lucas to give them a Darth name, which is a big deal. Like when you get like mm. a new Darth, whoever. But he gave them like really shitty options, like Darth Poopy Head or something like that. Like <laughs> good one, George. <laughs> like really bad. So like apparently when he read them out over the conference call, they all went ha ha ha, and then waited for the real ones. But those <laughs> were the real ones. Oh my god! So they what just, are you laughing at? You're fired. <laughs> so they just used the placeholder Star Killer as the actual thing. Huh. That's an apoc- apocryphal tale, but I'm pretty sure it it was. Not a proven true, and if it's not true, it's entertaining. Yeah, so. it is. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Um, I'm trying to think. It's probably, it's probably a Saints Row one, but one I can't currently think of. Was, was did they call past Kinsey, past Kinsey, and past Shandy? Because if they did, I if they did, then the, it's that. <laughs> but I don't know. I can't. Try. Most ridiculous name. I mean, we mentioned Final Fantasy VII earlier. I think Cloud Strife is a pretty mm. ridiculous name for a protagonist. Can't think of anything. I'm just like, there's probably loads of ridiculous names, but you know when you're at that moment where you just your mind goes blank trying to think of one mm. in that split second. I can't. It's, do you know what? Actually, hang on, let me think. It's probably it's probably one from. Um, I mean, Solidus Snake is fairly like that. That's kind of I don't know why he wasn't called Gaseous Snake, which would have made more sense. Maybe liquid. There's a liquid snake. There's, though, a, right? there's a solid liquid, and then Solidus. Uh, or but there's, they did but a solid liquid, like, but they didn't do a gas snake. Yeah, um, like when you break it down, like Big Boss, it sounds a little bit silly, really, doesn't it? It does sound like a, a proper video game name. Because I suppose it was the 80s when they came up with it. But yeah, this is, I mean, there's tons from Italy or Solid, Jesus Christ. Uh, at Agent underscore Prince, I'm finally getting a PS4 this week. What five games should I get from its back catalogue? Oh, Jesus. I mean, probably The Last of Us, right? Yes. I feel like that's a given these days. Uh, and I guess... I, <laughs> I mean, I don't think The Last of Us is this uh, fucking medium-defining thing like other people it's a very good game i mean i guess it depends what you like but thinking along the lines of stuff you can only get on the ps4 like uncharted 4 yeah for example which i think is very I suppose, good yeah if you want to go down exclusives um see i think we spoke about this maybe on a podcast or i don't know something where this generation and the previous generation kind of they blurred they all, a bit yeah. yeah the lines kind of blur um, I don't know, I did, Dean, can you think of any PS4 games? I mean, Last of Us has already been said in Charted series is what my next go-to was going to be, but that's already been uh, said. Thumper, that's a more recent one, which is like that rhythm game where you're a little beetle flying through space, 
which is it's very like once you're in it you get very dialed into it it's very good was it's kind of terrifying so I suppose it depends what like yeah is that person have they had an Xbox One and now they're getting a PlayStation 4 oh. kind of on top of it or I got what? one Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn there we go yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah go for that yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have we got uh, at Curtis Towers 96 what are our favourite Haribos Mine, pa- packet or I'm going to go individual, individual sweet. sweet okay I like the colour bottles and I like the hearts. I am a fan of the jelly babies because they're vastly different to what we know as jelly babies. So I do I like I like a jelly baby and the heart or the shoe thing uh, and like making a sandwich out of them and eating it. It's fucking outrageous. Very detailed. Yeah. Dean. I'm gonna go for the, the sour cola bottles. Those I'm Ooh. I'm down for those. I mean Tang Fastics. Yeah. Yeah. Like if if you want to talk about actual packets, I'd probably go with the what are they called? The red ones. Is a family mix? I think that they have a nice star mix. Star mix? No, no, no. Yeah, there is Star, a family star mix. Star mix is the blue one. Um <laughs> fucking hell. Oh come here. <laughs> I am I know my Harry Ball. <laughs> um because Star Mix is kinda like the Tang Fastics for the boring person. <laughs> it, it, it's like Star Mix, don't get me wrong, they have things like the egg, which is the best use of an egg ever. Uh, the like the fried egg is a fine sweet but there's a lot of shit in a star mix or just kind of redundant tasteless bollocks basically is what I'm trying to say like I, I, I find Tang Fastics have a bit more variety in there like those little crocodile things oh the cherries oh, as well in yeah. Tang Fastics yeah, great yeah. Mm. Uh, oh god we were only talking about this earlier uh, at Alvin is Sea of Thieves ever releasing, or is it a myth, a beautiful dream perhaps, a wistful imagining triggered by the tail end of an old song? We were talking about Sea of Thieves before we came down to record this podcast, because it does feel like it's been coming out for a long time. It has been coming out for a while, yeah. I would imagine everyone at Rare is probably hoping that it does come out, and I would imagine we have no reason to believe that it won't come out, but it has been taking or it feels like it has been taking a long time because the last I remember of it was uh, was that a la- last year's E3 at Microsoft's thing where they did uh, the the I'll use the phrase the Ubisoft multiplayer session yeah where everyone's oh my god guys don't come <laughs> over here and it's like it, it wasn't as staged as an Ubisoft one which are normally fairly cringeworthy <laughs> but it, it was still a little bit. I mean, there was a beta earlier this year, I'm pretty sure, for the Sea of Thieves. Yeah. I had a few people that were taking part in that. So I feel like if there was a beta, it's it's coming along. It's it's getting there. It just... It, I don't know what it is, but for some reason I feel like at every, like, games convention for the past 20 years, there has been that, like, band of guys dressed as pirates playing the accordion singing. Like, I, it's just... That's just the... They were there for Black Flag as well. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, Rare employed and said, come on, lads, you can do it for us too. <laughs> Uh, okay. Oh, this is quite good because I tweeted about this this morning. Uh, what's Alice's favourite cork or Irish slang word or phrase that she never heard of before Colm started? Why, 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 hey, whoa, what, 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 did, what did you tweet this well, morning? Well, this morning I had, um, what did I say? No, no, it was me. Like this morning, I had, it wasn't anything to do with you. It was me. Like this morning when I was brushing my teeth, I had horse outside by the rubber band. It stuck oh, in my okay. head. And then I thought, now I know that ride is slang for having sex with someone. It's unlocked a whole new level of meaning in that song, mm. and I tweeted about it. Uh, but I don't, I don't really use any of the phrases myself now because I feel like that would be sort of cultural appropriating. <laughs> well, it's kind of, I think, as I explained to you before, it would be like me punctuating a sentence with the word "mate." It just doesn't work. Doesn't work. It just doesn't. I've got the wrong accent for it. Yeah. I mean, I do like "ride" because it's just kind of sounds fucking filthy like it's quite i think it's quite a good term mm-hmm. um <laughs> i like what was the one that just, it just sounds like kind of a, like like flare that's one right? well, flare like i like that one because it just sounds like a sneeze or something i do like the kind of the englified version of flaw <laughs> <laughs> i'm not all english people say their e's uh, a's like me i've just <laughs> got very rounded vowels. um or there was some other like I like so savage kind of to me means a different thing mm-hmm. than it does to you. Yep. I like that. Yep. And um <laughs> there was another one that was like 
like a ride and like a flare. Um, um, don't know what is like. It was another way of saying someone I find attractive. But I can't remember what it was. Uh, a ride, a flare. Um, I mean, you can call someone savage as well. Like savage can be that dinner I just ate is savage. She is savage. He is savage. He, she, or it is savage. Uh, like, yeah, I bought a new car. It's fucking savage, boys. Like, it, savage can be many, many things. Like, he did. Sometimes Colin will, Dean, sometimes Colin <laughs> will say to me, What do you think this would mean? And I always, like, he said, What if, if you said someone was savage? What do you think that would mean? And I always feel like. They, they like if someone said you look savage, I'd be like, all right. Fuck off. Like, yeah, I was gonna say savage. It was is not a term of endearment. Oh, it is. What, it oh, is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if you ever if you ever come to the door and I go, Dean, looking fucking savage today. It's gonna be. That's, a, com- a, that's okay. a compliment. Yeah, yeah. All right. I feel like I'm gonna lo- learn a lot in the coming weeks. All new words. I'm gonna just whack out to my friends back home. Be like, <laughs> hey, brummy friends, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's probably about all we've got time for this week. But thank you so much for joining us on this, the Videogamer.com podcast. And Videogamer.com is a fantastic website. We're also on YouTube at uh, youtube.com forward slash Videogamer.tv. If you have enjoyed this podcast uh, and you enjoy us in general, then you can get this podcast a whole day early and with an extra 15 minutes on the end, which we were going to record like imminently, like right now. It's going to be great. Uh, and to do that, you just need to go to patreon.com forward slash Videogamer and become a VGBG which uh, also comes with an extra podcast every Friday and a Q&A which we're recording this Thursday Colm uh, I think that's it so I've been Alice Bell I've been joined by Colm Ahern yeah. and by Dean Abdu hi thank you this was fun